the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Feast Day. We usually, and uh, by vast extent, uh, commemorate and celebrate the lives of the saints on the day of their death. There are certain other occasions that we might... uh, celebrate or commemorate, but we don't celebrate birthdays of the saints in the church except for three people, (laughs) three special people, the Virgin Mary, John the Baptist, and the Lord Jesus Christ. We celebrate their birthdays. We celebrate their conceptions, in addition, their conception. And we see in uh, the Gospel of Luke, the narrative of, uh, of our salvation uh, in anticipation of, of, the, uh, of the incarnation of the Lord in the conception of John the Baptist, and in the birth of John the Baptist in, in the opening verses of the Gospel of Luke. And then it moves from that into, uh, into the conception, well, the conception of, of the Virgin, and then the birth of John the Baptist, and then the birth of the Lord, all in the first uh, two chapters of the Gospel of Luke. We don't have a narrative in the Gospels of the conception and the, uh, the birth of the Virgin. But we do have some indication of what happened and uh, why we believe what we believe about her and why we celebrate what we celebrate. It so happens that Uh, On today, September 7th, of course we're already into the feast of September 8th, but on September the 7th we we celebrate the Holy Apostle Euodus, who uh, was one of the 70 apostles. He was the successor of the uh, throne of Peter in Antioch. He was the second bishop of Antioch. And St. Nikolai uh, recounts this in the prologue. He says that St. Ignatius, God-bearer of of Antioch, mentions Euodus with great praise in his epistle to the Antiochians. Euodus was a disciple of the Apostle Peter, his successor as bishop of Antioch. The Apostle Peter himself consecrated Euodus. And Euodus wrote a work on the Holy Theotokos in which he related how the Holy Virgin Mary was brought to the temple at the age of three, remained at the temple for 11 years, and how entering her 15th year she was entrusted to Joseph for protection, and how at age 15 she gave birth to the Lord. I don't know that we have that actual document 
but what is generally taught and understood is that the information that we get from her early life comes from a document called the Proto-Evangelion of James, which is a second century document. And St. Euodus died in 66 AD, and he had already written it down. We know him, we know his name, we don't know the author of the Proto-Evangelion of James, and we do know that St. James didn't write it. That doesn't mean that it's false, but I think it would be uh, fair to say that we had this information before this. We were already doing this. We already knew her early life before this particular document came along. We thank St. Euodus for this. There's much imagery in this feast and all the feasts of, of the Virgin. The, she is first and foremost considered an image of the church. And that is, she is both a virgin and a mother at the same time, and the church is both a virgin bride of Christ the Savior and a mother. A mother to all of us. We are born into the kingdom of God through the baptismal womb of the church. St. Paul says, For I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin of Christ. 2 Corinthians. And he was speaking of the church when he said that. In another place, in Galatians, he says, but the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. And he was speaking of the church. More imagery during the great Vespers, which we just observed, we hear three Old Testament lessons, and we hear these lessons, I don't know if it's at all the Feast of Mary, but at most of all of them, if not all of them. The story of Jacob's ladder, and that points to the Virgin Mary, whose motherhood was the human condition necessary for the incarnation. And that she is a ladder between heaven and earth. The Lord descended into her and we ascend through her into the heavens. The angels, it even says, ascend and descend on this ladder, the Virgin Mary. So this was a foreshadowing of, of the Virgin Mary. And when we, when we think of this imagery, we don't want to just think of it as a symbol. Oh, as a nice thought, as a, a, a almost fairy tale like no that the the imagery of the church manifests a spiritual reality 
allowing us to enter into that, real, that spiritual reality, if we will. We can climb through her up. This second lesson, speaking of the gate that shall be shut, it speaks of the future temple of Israel and the gate of Jerusalem. This gate shall be shut and shall not be opened and no man shall enter by it because the Lord God of Israel hath entered by it. Therefore it shall be shut. And we believe in addition to it speaking of the future temple of Israel that it speaks of her ever virginity that the seal of her womb was shut and the Lord entered by it and no other person would enter into the world except Him through her womb. And therefore, the seal of her womb was shut. The third lesson on the Proverbs is a kind of personification of wisdom. Mary is the house that built was built by wisdom. She is the house that was built by wisdom. And in the highest sense, one of the virgins sent by wisdom into the streets, calling men to salvation. And so what, what is this... How can we apply these things in our our own life so that we can become better people? So that we can become human? So that we can become Christian? So that we can live the Christian life? You know, Father Alexander says that the Feast of the Virgin's Nativity is not only a commemoration of her birth, but a revelation of the true meaning of each man's entrance into the world. So I have to ask myself, what does it mean that I was born? What does it mean that I've been made in the image of likeness of of God? What is the purpose of my life? What is the meaning of my life before God? What am I to fulfill? What am I to become? And we can ask ourselves all of those questions on this holy day. And, and hopefully set a course for our life. Maybe I'm 68 years old. I still need to set a course for my life starting today. Maybe how will I finish the course? You know, the, the church is a special, has a special watch care by the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity watches over the church. And if the Holy Trinity watch, watches over the church, that is, can we say, dare we say, the church of the elect, that we were elected, that if we have that special watch care in our life, 
how are we going to respond to that watch care in, in our life? You know, many of us who are parents and grandparents have watched over our children and our grandchildren, and sometimes they're not watching us. <laughs> sometimes they're not paying attention to us, and we get frustrated and aggravated with that. Well, I'm not saying God gets frustrated and aggravated with us, but don't we want to be good children? Thankful thankful for that watch care over our lives. And so it is an especially high honor that we have been born, that we've been made in the image and likeness of God, that we've been born into the kingdom of God, and that we have a purpose and a destiny to fulfill before God individually and as a church. I believe this church has a destiny in Santa Barbara that perhaps has not yet been fulfilled. And so we have to keep going. We have to keep pressing forward. We don't know when God may flood this church with people seeking refuge, seeking the truth, seeking the kingdom of God. And we need to be ready and fundamentally ready by example. And so let us pray and ask God to help us. Lord Jesus Christ, our God, we humble ourselves before you. We cast all of our care and our anxiety upon you because we know that you care for us as you cared for your mother and that you cared for John the Baptist and that you cared for all people who have followed you in obedience in the true faith. Help us to approach the holy chalice with fear and faith partaking of your eternal life, that we may become like you in this world and lead others into your kingdom. For your name is holy, always, now, and ever, and unto ages of ages.